lot, you know, with Choke over here. Jeez. Ah, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey. Who what? This through all the things that broke me down Pain in my versicle, hear it in my sound Hey, welcome to Everyday People My name is Quelly And welcome to the show Today, I want to tell you about The brother I never knew I had Until it was probably too late Um, This story is both Hilarious and sad at the same time So, let's dive into it You know uh, I never knew I had a brother until I was five years old. Uh, I had people telling me about an older brother somewhere, but it never really registered in my mind that it was real. Because to my five-year-old mind, families live together. That's, that's how it's supposed to be, right? So he wasn't living with us. I've never seen him. So to me, he didn't exist. Before I met my brother, though, I was the center of my mother's universe. You know, she doted on me so much that sometimes my aunties literally got jealous. I recall many semi-interventions to make sure that she stopped spoiling me, as to say back then. Um, all that changed one day when a car pulled up in front of her house. And my auntie from my father's side of the family dropped my brother off. You know, apparently my brother have been living with my auntie in Accra for some time before I actually became conscious of myself, you know. So she dropped him off because uh, according to uh, the story that we were told, my father, who was then teaching at Hope Polytechnic, wanted us to come stay with him in school and continue our education. Um, that fits for living in. I was introduced to my brother. His name was uh, Philip Selom Awude. And it was an awkward and weird and a totally disastrous meeting, you know. It looked as if we disliked each other at first sight. There was no love lost between the two of us. I had grown up in a town called Pando with my mom's side of the family. Uh, my grandmother, my aunties, my cousins, my nephews, my nieces. And he has stayed in Accra. And when he was introduced to me, I looked at him and realized that getting doted on in Accra is not the same as getting doted on in a comparatively small town. I can, I can tell you that. Our very first fight was over a toy helicopter. You know, he came back with lots of toys, but he wouldn't let me play with them. Well, to be fair, I used to break a lot of things back then, so I, I can't even fault him for that. But one day I stole his toy helicopter. Now, mind you, this was just not any ordinary helicopter, okay? This was a battery-powered toy helicopter that could hover a bit of the ground and was the pride of his fleet of toys. He chased me all over the house that day trying to beat me up, but, you know, I was smaller and faster. Our relationship, however, improved tremendously when we moved in with my father when I was six and he was nine. My dad usually would leave the house pretty early to go teach. So my brother had to make sure breakfast was ready. I was dressed up, my shoelaces were tied and all that. The tying of the shoelace was a bone of contention actually because he didn't understand how a six-year-old 
they didn't know how to tie his shoelaces. You know, uh, one morning, this is how I learned how to tie my shoelaces. One morning, I was giving him a tough time whilst he was trying to tie my shoelaces and he just got up and left me in the house. He went to school alone without me and I had to tie the shoelaces myself. It took quite a while, but I got a hang of it. And ever since then, I've been tying my own shoelaces, you know. So after our first term of staying with my dad, we finally vacated and went home to my mom for the holidays. You know, even though our relationship had improved, I wouldn't say we were, we were friends, you know, we, we were just very cordial to each other at this point. Because we still had very diverse interests. He was more of the subdued, quiet one. And mind you, now people see me and say I am quiet, but back then, compared to him, I was pretty loud, right? My brother had this genius level intelligence, right? He had no weaknesses in his, in his academic life. You know, you know those kind of kids that you see them, you talk with them even at very young ages, you realize that, oh, they are going to be really, really great and successful in the future. Me, I sucked at mass. I sucked at almost everything. I was like, eh, you know. Um, I recall vividly one morning, we were eating sugar cane. You know, the, the thing is with my grandmother, my mother's mother, whenever any of her daughters or sons have a child, what she does is she, she, she buys something for that child from the, from the moment that child is born. So me and my cousins, some people have goats, some people have sheep, some people have um, coconut trees. I had a sugar cane farm. I had a little sugar cane farm at the back of our house. So we went to cut it one Saturday morning. We're eating like the whole household. We were all eating, playing around, and all that. Um, my brother was sitting under a mango tree in the house with, with a couple of the other kids. And uh, I was on top of the porch with my mom and aunties. When we saw him collapse, you know, he just, boom, like he just collapsed to the ground. Uh, there was no warning. There was no sign that anything was wrong with him. Uh, it was actually after his funeral that I found out that he was sickle cell anemic. You know, I, I recall that those days, once in a while, my mom will, will mix Coke and uh, tin tomatoes for him to drink and all that. But I really didn't understand how that whole thing worked. But it was after his funeral that um, I was talking to somebody and then he said, he has sickle cell anemia. And I didn't really understand that what I meant at that time. I just knew it was something bad. I can still vividly recall my mother sitting quietly and crying without even knowing that she was crying. Um, that's how... Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry about that, but this is... Um, I never actually got to know my brother very well. But I miss him every day. Growing up, it was tough because I never had a blueprint. I, you know where you are, you have such an intelligent brother that nobody actually looks at your academics with the same scrutiny as they look at his. And then suddenly he's out of the picture and now everybody's looking at you and you are really not that guy. Yeah, that, that was how it was. And I really wish he was still here. I really, really wish he was still here. I feel like he would have been a dope elder brother. And I feel like by now he would have been some big man somewhere, you know, getting all the accolades and, you know, all of that. But 
It was gone too soon before I could learn how to love him, how to appreciate him as a big brother. But, um... You know, sometimes when I fuck up really bad, I tend to wonder if everyone else would have been better off if I was the one who had rather died, you know? Yeah, that's one thought that keeps crossing my mind, you know? What if I was the one who had died and he had lived? Would things have turned out a bit better? Would things have been greater by now? I guess I'll never know, you know? We'll never know, but... Philip, 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 wherever you are, I want to say thank you for teaching me how to tie my shoelaces. I still tie them the same way you taught me many years ago. In our little room in Bangalore 5. You would have made a great adult if you were still here. I love you and be awesome. And for all of you out there listening to me, if you have a family member, you have a brother, you have a mother, you have a father, you have your siblings with you, you have your family with you, appreciate them right now. Death is, is as close as it can get. You never know when they are going to go. Do not wait till they are gone to actually be, you know, saying nice things about them. Walk to your mother right now. Walk to your father right now. Walk to your brother, your sister, your cousin, your nephew, your niece. Tell them you love them. It doesn't take anything away from you. I know we are brought up in a society where saying I love you comes off as weak and all that, but show them you love them. If you can't say, show them, appreciate them. Let them know that you really, really appreciate them right now because when they are dead, you can say all you want to say at the funeral, but they wouldn't hear you. Once again, this Everyday People, the podcast that keeps giving you the stories that you need to hear. My name is Quelly, and until next time, leave and love forever. You can watch me do the most. Yeah. Look the way I stand my verses, she's a macaroni Speak the truth, nigga hallelujah, give a testimony Only call my phone when you in trouble, that's some real baloney Real facts, you can say my name but you don't never know me Why you gotta call for feature when you doing an alibi? How many times should I tell you I don't listen? Corny raps, radio play, I do not pay cause I don't need it now Just got in the game, I'm not gonna stay, I'm just a passerby yeah. Whatever